Welcome to the Glow Up Girl podcast. I'm Kyra Mitchell-Lewis and thank you for joining. How's everyone doing out there today? I hope your week is off to a good start. Um, Mine is. So (laughs) today I am talking all about loneliness and finding our safe spaces. Um, I'll be chatting with Peyton Garland, who is the author of Not So By Myself, a safe space where God doesn't fix the loneliness, but sits with you instead. Peyton is a writer and a coffee shop hopper who loves connecting people to grace much bigger than expected. Her debut book has been promoted by former White House Press Secretary Dana Perino and also endorsed by TED Talk speaker, author, and creator of More Love Letters, and also a former guest on the Globe Girl podcast, Hannah Brincher. When she's not writing, Peyton is enjoying time with her husband, Josh, and their fur babies, Alfie and Daisy, who she has a funny, funny story um, in her book that we will definitely talk about today. So stay tuned. I'll be right back with Peyton. To the Globe Girl Podcast. I'm Kyra. I am back with Peyton. So welcome Peyton to the Globe Girl Podcast. Yes, thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. Yes, I'm so glad to have you. So let's go ahead and get started. Um, why don't you tell everyone out there who you are and what you do? Sure. So I am Peyton Garland. I am a Georgia native, but right now my husband and I live in Colorado with our two terrible but very cute dogs, Alfie and Daisy. (laughs) We love exploring out here. The Rockies are beautiful. So we're usually hiking, just getting outside. But if I'm not outside, I'm inside and I'm always writing. I'm an Mm -hmm. author. And so between the sunshine and words, that's my happy spot. Oh, I love it. And also love anyone who has a fur baby. And the fur baby is the baby because my fur baby right now is lying at the door over here. Mine's right beside me, one of them. So I totally relate. Yeah. And, you know, it's always funny when I'm going to record because it's like, I don't know, like, can I leave the door open or do I need to close it? And today, like he came in and I will not call his name because if I do, he will be at my feet rubbing and it will not. (laughs) Love it. So yes, yes. Love, love our babies. All right. So writing is your happy place. So uh, let's talk about that. You recently published a book called Not So By Myself, a safe space where God doesn't fix the loneliness, but sits with you instead. Yes. Now, girl, I'm just going to tell you (laughs) that (laughs) title, that title alone is you like you said a lot. Mm -hmm. So will you please tell us first? you know, talk about the title and the inspiration, and then we'll talk more about the book. Sure. So my husband is a pilot. That's why we're out here in Colorado right now. But when he first started his piloting career, we had only been married for six months. So at the Mm. time he had a really steady job with the Atlanta Falcons. We had a steady paycheck, a steady schedule. Life was nine to five. Life was comfortable and predictable. 
And you never grow when life is very comfortable mm-hmm. and very predictable. So when he comes home one day out of the blue and says, Hey, babe, I think I want to be a pilot. I'm like, I didn't even know you liked airplanes. We, we have <laughs> never had this discussion, but what that required was for him to quit his very comfortable job. Mm-hmm. I ended up balancing two jobs and a side job. So three jobs for wow. about a year to get him through flight school. Mm-hmm. Once he gets through flight school, this was before COVID. So this is still when everybody was flying and the mm-hmm. industry was booming. So when he finished flight school, the only airport that had a job for him was eight hours away, states away. And we had just moved to a new town for me to start a new job. Mm. So I'm, I'm already exhausted from a year of just working three jobs. Right. We just moved to a new town so I could get a job I loved, just mm. one, but it was something I could invest in. And now he's leaving. So I don't know my neighbors. I don't know my coworkers. Mm. I am away from my family for the first time in my life. And I've realized once you're by yourself, you actually have to deal with yourself. There's no distractions. There's no Mm -hmm. noise. There's you and all the monsters that you've shoved in the back of your closet. And now they get to come out. And so not so by myself comes from this season of my life while my husband was away. And I was literally alone all the time. And, And I had to learn that oftentimes God won't just snap his fingers and fix a situation because he loves you enough that he wants you to grow Mm-hmm. And so he's just going to sit with you through the process. Yes. Oh my gosh. I love all of that. And I think it's so relatable um, to a lot of people in a lot of situations. Um, it personally, for me, you know, I feel like I'm in that, I'm in a sort of that season right now where um, I have been praying and I've been talking to God and just, you know, having this conversation about, I wish you would fix this thing. (laughs) We've been been here about a year now. (laughs) And, and, um, but, you know, an interesting thing happened to me this week, um, because I like to share his testimony when, when when he shows up Um, this week, I had a call, I had a call on Monday. And I was not having a great day. I was, it was actually, actually a coaching session and I wasn't having a good day at all. And was just very much like, and my coach had asked me to write a letter to myself. Like the last time we talked that the assignment to write a letter to myself, and so, you know, when she read the letter, she's like, well, I have to say a letter didn't sound like you. And I was like, you know, I just have to be honest, like I'm tired. I am tired. Like I, I have like, I've been practicing patience. I have been, you know, practicing. I've been praying. I've been talking to God. Like I have been doing what I think are all the things, the right, like I was like, I think I'm doing all the right things and I'm just not hearing. And so as she's talking to me for that, like 40 minutes and I'm listening and I'm hearing her say different things. And, you know, it was probably like in the last like 15 minutes of our call that I like heard very clearly, like, no, what you need to do is you need, you can't hear from me until you focus and open up the space to be able to hear. Right. And I just said to her, I said, you know what? Nope. I'm finding exact prayers for clarity and direction. And I'm going to commit to reading those like twice a day 
for the next two weeks. And I'm going to give God space to actually talk to me because, you know, I think a lot of times we think because we, you know, have a, like we have a prayer routine, like you said, I get up in the morning and that's my quiet time with God. And throughout the day, you know, I mean, I'm always, I feel like me and God have this relationship where it's like, we're just talking throughout the, we're just friends talking throughout the day. And so, you know, but, but it was also one of those things where it was just very like routine. And like you said something earlier, if there's not a challenge, there's not an opportunity for you to, to like sit with yourself, look within yourself, then you're not going to grow. And mm-hmm. so I will just say that probably that was mon- Monday, found the prayers on Monday, start reading them immediately. On Tuesday, something happened. Wednesday, something, t- heard something Wednesday. Thursday, something like it's been, and I was like, oh my God, like, even if some of these things that, you know, are that I'm going through now that I I can't talk too much about right now, but like, if, even if all those things aren't the things that pan out, it it was just a reminder for me that he was like, no, I'm here and I am listening to you. (laughs) I love that. So so powerful. Yeah. I was like, okay, thank you. I was like, thank you, God. Cause I know you are, but I just, I just didn't hear because I was in my own way and I was just all the clutter and the, the clutter of the day, you know? So, right. And for sure. Yeah. I think we're, I think, especially in the, the day of social media too, I think we're really good at word vomiting and no one mm-hmm. wants to sit still and let God or the other person on the other side of Facebook mm-hmm. respond. We know what we want. We think we know how to say the things and do the things. Mm-hmm. And we're going to say, for me, at least sometimes I find myself saying, Hey God, um, I know what I'm doing, but I'm just letting you know. So technically I'm involving you, <laughs> but I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. And you just give me the, the check mark, right? Yeah. I'm, I'm good. Yeah. Okay. And so that was another thing I had to learn in that season too, is I don't know what I'm doing. of the time (laughs) I have no clue, but, but again, it goes back to once you find that humility, Mm -hmm. then you can grow and then you can actually learn things and know things. Exactly. Exactly. So when you started to write your book, um, so talk to me about, I guess that process, right? Because you are going through, I mean, you were by yourself really taking care of your home and, you know, just trying to stay afloat, trying to meet, trying to get acclimated to your new job, trying to meet friends in your neighborhood. And how did you get to the place of saying, you know, I'm going to write about this? I'm really glad you asked that because in the middle of this season, while my husband was away, I ended up in therapy. I was not handling it well. And I, I ended up being diagnosed with obsessive compulsive disorder, mm. secondary PTSD and anxiety. So, so not only am I lonely, I'm going, Oh, there's a lot of things wrong with my brain. This is okay. So it was just this season of, yeah. of just perseverance. I think mm. it was God saying, I just need you to show up and I can do the rest. If you will mm. just wake up and get out of bed. I can take care of it. And so mm-hmm. that's what that season looked like. It was, it was not glorious. It was not glamorous. Mm-hmm. I, I was miserable. It was hard. Mm-hmm. And so I think once my husband was able to transfer to an airport in Atlanta and we were, we were in Georgia at the time, once he was back home, I was able to look in the rear view mirror. It was now the, you know, hindsight's 2020. 
I could turn back and go, oh my goodness, I, I have learned so much. Mm -hmm. there, there was beauty from Ash and I see it now. And so I really felt that the Holy Spirit was saying, hey, share this. Mm -hmm. I share this. And, and I could, I couldn't drop it. I, there were other books I had written and I never felt pressed like this before. It's just a constant, mm. no, share this, no, share mm -hmm. this, no, share this, seriously, share this. And I kept making excuses as far as I don't have the time. I don't really know if I'm good enough. This is a new niche mm -hmm. for me. I've never written in this sort of genre. Mm -hmm. I'd have to share my story. I'd have to tell people what I've been diagnosed with and what's been going on, mm -hmm. but I start writing it. And two and a half weeks later, the pandemic hits and the whole world is by themselves. Mm -hmm. And so I finally go, okay, so I've made this writing journey about me. And what you've been saying is no share this because the whole world is about to be lonely on a level they never knew. The whole world is about to end up on zoom calls with therapists that they never anticipated. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mental health is going to spiral. Physical health is going to spiral. Isolation is going to escalate. Mm -hmm. Your story was just a snippet of what the globe is going to walk through. Mm -hmm. and, and I think that was I call it bittersweet because there's nothing sweet about a global pandemic, mm -hmm. but that was the beauty from Ash. It was now mm -hmm. I can relate to the whole world. And, and hopefully if I share my story, someone mm -hmm. in the middle of this COVID mess will get help. And that's what happened. I, I had people find mm -hmm. me on social media and say, Hey, uh, because of you, I ended up going to therapy. Hey, because mm -hmm. of you, I decided medicine isn't a sin. Medicine doesn't mean you don't have enough faith. It's just a tool God's given us. Mm -hmm. I'm on medicine and now I, I am doing so much better. And so mm -hmm. it, it's been a testimony for me of, of God's yeah. goodness and providence amid my own mess. Yeah, that's awesome. And, and also you were able to help someone else and help other mm -hmm. people. And so I, so I applaud you a, because I too, like, I mean, I was, I started going to therapy, um, the, probably the year before we went into pandemic and, you know, mental health is so important. And obviously now it's been very heightened because of COVID right. and, um, and, you know, now you look at, you watch TV and there are commercials, you know, um, yeah. about getting, going to therapy and finding therapists. And I think it's just so important because we should not have to, you know, I think, you know, I'll, I'll even backtrack a little bit. Cause I remember when I first started going and I was, you know, I tell my parents because, you know, when you grow up in the South and you grow up, you know, in, in, in church yes, home, you know, you've got <laughs> your parents are going to be like, so why you need to go to therapy you can't just talk to god you know right like, exactly <laughs> so, yeah. so you know i remember and i and and then also too i think with um some parents um like some southern parents it's like and maybe with all parents i can only speak to mine because i grew up in south but right. so i'm generalizing right um when it's like the parents think because you're going they must have done something wrong yes and I was like, oh, none of this has anything to do with you. I mean, it's right. about me and who I am as a person and right. the the problems, the struggles that I was having when I started um, were because of me. But I needed to, I had to understand, yeah. I needed help to understand like what in my childhood make me be a person that felt like, you know, I had to do, ever I had to be so helpful to everyone else. Why was right. I always taking on 
so much all the time and doing so much and I didn't have any boundaries. So that was sort of like within the probably first therapy session I had, my, my therapist was like, oh, you don't have any boundaries. You're just doing everything all the time. And, you know, and of course, you know, we examined and looked at that, but a lot of that goes back to your childhood. I mean, yeah, it's like, I was the second oldest child, but I had to play the oldest child because my brother was like, "Eh, I don't want to be the oldest kid. Like, (laughs) (laughs) Sure. Yeah. And so so you feel like there's this um, pressure that you don't realize because you're the child. Like, and then I had to be the good child because my brother was like bad, you know, he did a lot of things that I was just like, Oh my God, whose child are you? (laughs) And so I was just like, I don't want to be bad. I don't want my parents to be sad. You know, I don't want to make them, you know, so I lived that life, you know, and very regimented and structured about what I needed to do. Like, Oh, I need to need to graduate. I need to go to college. I need to get a internship. I need to get a job. I need to be able to take care of myself. Oh, and then I need, and then I need, and then I can find a husband. So it was right. Yeah, no. So I'm the only, or I'm not the only child. I'm the oldest child. Mm -hmm. And my dad served in the military for 24 years. He had PTSD. It was undiagnosed for seven years. So for Mm -hmm. most of my childhood. And so a lot of my stuff in therapy was, oh, I, I was never a child. I grew up very fast because Mm -hmm. My dad was sick. We didn't, something was wrong. Mom was trying to take care of him. I felt obligated to take care of my younger sister. Mm -hmm. I felt obligated to make Mm -hmm. sure mom wasn't overexhausted taking care of my dad. And so a lot of mine stem back to, you've never just breathed. Like, do Mm -hmm. do you ever sit still and just say, you know what? I'm going to go take a bubble bath because I want Mm -hmm. to. And everyone can just leave me alone for 10 minutes. I had just never paused because yeah. it was very similar to you. I grew up very fast. My childhood was not typical. It was not carefree. Mm-hmm. And, and I think people also forget that the brain's an organ, mm-hmm. you know, when, when people have diabetes because their pancreas isn't working, they go to the doctor. Mm-hmm. When you mm-hmm. have heart problems, you go to the cardiologist, mm-hmm. your brain's an organ. And a lot of times it's absorbing the traumas of childhood. It's absorbing all of your emotions. And there are things in it sometimes that need to be tweaked because mm-hmm. it too is an organ that just needs help. And I think, I think, like you said, with COVID people are finally coming around mm-hmm. to, to mm-hmm. respect this field a little more. And yeah. I think, I think that's going to be a game changer for so many people. Yeah. And being, and seeing a lot of people, you know, I can't remember telling a lot of my friends about like, oh no, like you should go like every person mm-hmm. that has, as living a life should go to therapy because yes. it will just help <laughs> you. It's so like freeing um, to be able to just talk to somebody. And so um, I started to see, you know, people, you know, go, uh, Uh, maybe it's taken a while, but you know, you know what, as long as people are willing to get that help for themselves and it, you know, it doesn't mean something's wrong with, you know, with you per se, like you just need to talk to somebody. And I remember my brother, my older brother thought he was being funny, but he said, you know, Oh, I mean, I, I, I love your podcast, but I mean, you probably want to stop talking so much about therapy because people are going to think you're crazy. No, it's just like, seriously. Like I said, see, you see that statement, sir, it's a problem. So that is why you need to keep listening because I'm not going to stop talking about it because it's important. And I am very much an advocate of people getting the help that they need so that they can feel um, whole and fulfilled. So, 
Well, and it's because you're going to, you're going to have the conversation, whatever's bothering you, mm-hmm. it's going to come out. And so for me, my thought was instead of me just bottling it up and spewing it on my husband mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. my family, why don't I go to a professional who yes. can go, okay, now here's some tools. So we don't Thank have to be you. so angry or so frustrated yes. or you're going to have yeah. the conversation yeah. and it's going to come out in one of two ways yeah. and you're going to get one of two results. And for me, therapy was, it's going yeah. to come out in an honest way mm-hmm. and I'm going to walk away with tools to better myself despite I this. I love that because yeah. the tool, the tools are the, it's, that's the key because right. I mean, I can remember, exactly. I mean, I can remember just a year ago at work, like I would just get, be really upset. I would allow things to upset me at work because like, you know, maybe somebody's not pulling, you know, their side of the, you know, doing right. what they should do, whatever, da, 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 da. And then eventually, like, you know, I got to this place where I'm like, look, you know what? Like from there, I'm like, you know what? I can't control what they do, but what I can, I can control Kyra and I can control how I respond and react to the things going on around me. And I, I can tell you that if I had not been, you know, talking through these, this, these scenarios and getting some feedback that I would react the same way every time, like every week I'd be angry on a Tuesday because I know this meeting happens (laughs) and this person's not going to be prepared or whatever. And then I'm going to be annoyed. And then eventually I just got to a place on Tuesdays where, you know, I'm like, know what well Kyra's got her part and she's going to talk about her part and then this person isn't going to come prepared but there's already a plan b to how how I figured out how we get to that solution or either I'm going to have a conversation with that person and I was no longer mad about it (laughs) no exactly it's you know it was my husband tiptoed around the conversation one day but eventually he was like you know I kind of like it when you talk to Karen, Karen's my therapist. He Uh said, you're just a little bit happier. (laughs) And so so for me, I think it's because like you said, you get it all out, Mm -hmm. but it's, and you're no longer packing on all this anger and frustration because all that's doing is eating at you. It's not eating at the outside situation, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. the anger. And for me, the worry and the stress that's just impacting me. And so at some point you all, you know, you also have to choose to take care of yourself. And I think for me and you who grew up feeling like we had to carry the weight of the family, we didn't always feel like we had the time to pause and say, no, we're going to take care of ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. And I can just probably tell you that if you were a person, you know, if you grew up that way, you were doing it at home, you're probably a person that like your friends count on friends come to talk to you. Friends want your advice and yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Well, it was, you know, it's like, I, I really liked what you said because I also thought I had to be the good girl all the time. I I came from a very strict Southern Baptist church. There was a dress code for women. There were things you did say, things you didn't Mm -hmm. say. And I learned to follow rules really well. I was the valedictorian of my high school class. I was one of the few women in my sorority who had her virginity. Like Mm -hmm. I was just checking boxes and following rules because I thought being good, acting good was going to fix all of life's problems. And life is so messy. Yeah. (laughs) that it's not, it's not perfection. It's grace. And those two can't exist. You you can't have both perfection and grace. You've got to pick Mm -hmm. one. Perfection (laughs) is going to leave you exhausted and it's going to leave you defeated. And grace is going to give you peace despite flaws. And so you got to pick. Yeah. I'm going to pick grace every time. (laughs) Exactly. Every time. Amen. Um, All right. So in your book, let's talk about the sort of, let's talk through some of your, the key themes. 
Yeah. So I'll, I'll mention a fan favorite chapter. What's so funny when I write a book is I have one or two chapters I love and it's never what the people love. Like it's always <laughs> the ones I don't like, but one of my chapters talks about the distractions and how social media, the art of scrolling, the art of comparing all mm-hmm. of these mm-hmm. things distract you from your core, your values, who you are, how you define yourself, how you can work on yourself. And I, mm-hmm. I introduce it with a story. So my dogs are terrible. They, they are just bad. They are gremlins. <laughs> they are creatures of the dark. I, I took them to this very, very nice dog park. And it was the first week Josh was away with his mm-hmm. piloting thing. So I was trying to get out of the house because I didn't want to stay by myself because I didn't want to have to work on myself or think mm-hmm. through anything I was doing. So dog park. So we get there and Alfie is my big 80 pound brindle boy. And he's <laughs> running around playing daisies. She is my, I call her my sausage ball. She's supposed to weigh 35 pounds. She weighs 70. She's, she's just rolling around slobbering, having the time of her life. And out of nowhere, this 50 dog pileup starts. It's just a riot. And, and then in the back of my head, I went, I haven't seen Alfie for a second. Where's Alfie? And I can't find him. And I thought he is at the bottom of that dog. And so, I mean, it was bad. People were ripping their dogs from the pile and my Alfie had started it because he had found a three-legged female dog he liked and thought he would do what dogs do and got all the other boy dogs involved. And so we were essentially kicked out of the dog park. Um, and so, you know, the lesson there was distractions are not going to work. You know, it right. might not look like your, your dog mm-hmm. sexually abusing another dog and starting mm-hmm. a complete riot in a dog park. Um, but distractions don't work because I I talk about it at the end of my book, at some point, the most sombering things for me are when you have to go to the bathroom to take a shower at night. And it's just you in the mirror. You have to look at yourself. You have Mm -hmm. to see what you are, despite what you Mm -hmm. did all day, what you distracted yourself with, who you Mm -hmm. tried to hang out with, what you chased after you still have no one, but you Mm -hmm. while you're in that, looking in that mirror in the bathroom. And at some point you have to work on that person and you have to face that person. Mm-hmm, and so mm-hmm. I talk a lot about that because that's, that was so hard for me. Mm-hmm. And between that and, you know, I dive a lot into my mental health mm-hmm. with OCD. It's such a misunderstood diagnosis, but, but I flesh that out and grace and just learning that the more you expect people to be people and the more you expect God to be God, mm-hmm. the more you can breathe. Mm -hmm. Because I think we swap it. We like to tell God he's not doing a good job. He doesn't know what he's doing. And we tell people, no, you should be doing way better. What's your problem? Mm -hmm. Step it up. Mm -hmm. And we've swapped the roles. And so it's just this beautiful journey of God is perfection and we're not. And so the Mm -hmm. neat thing is we get to access that grace that he gives. Mm -hmm. It's just Mm -hmm. a story of that. And, you know, amid therapy sessions and dogs doing terrible things (laughs) in public. So there's a little bit of fun in there for sure, because Alfie and Daisy make sure such things happen. (laughs) <laughs> that is that I get when you're telling the story, I, I could see it. Like I could see oh, that it was, it was so yeah. bad. It was, it was terrible. And it's one of those things where you don't want to, to say that's your dog, but then PETA will come after you. Like you can't leave him. Yeah. And so yeah. It was, yeah. That, that was a that's shame. walk. That was a true walk of shame out of that dog park for sure. That's- that was your baby. You got your baby, you know, your baby just had a moment. And exactly. I already go home. <laughs> so um, it's funny. Um, 
So something, you know, talking about the distraction and, and you're very um, right about that. I, I definitely think um, immediately, you know, when COVID happened and people had to stay home, you started to see all these people just instantly complaining about the fact that they had to be home, that they, yeah. that they, that they had to be with their families, <laughs> that they, you know, and I, and I was very much like, one of those people I'm like, you know, this is tragic. And I do feel very, you know, very um, bad. And my heart goes out to anyone who lost someone during this time, but it was also such a blessing in disguise for me to get like my life back from like being up early in the morning, going to work, staying at a job in an office all day, and yeah. all those things, I was able to, I was able to get up, I was able to work out, I was able to take my puppy for a walk, I was able to come, like I was able to yeah. just like, just rest in the moment while yes, I'm still working, but I'm able to like find peace and spend time with my husband, spend time, the time that was being lost because I was always gone. I mean, I would get yeah. home every day from work around like between 7.30 and eight o'clock at night because I was in the office just working. And, you know, I get home enough time to like cook dinner, eat dinner, you know, watch some TV, you know, try to spend a little time and then yeah. it's back again, you know, doing right. the same thing. And so, and so I really, I really felt, you know, I really felt sadness for people who couldn't take the, didn't take the time to like right. really sort of seek like, what was God trying to show you? I mean, I, I wrote some blog posts earlier on when everything first started because there, there was this one moment, like right around um, Easter, when people were just still complaining, still complaining. And I was like, man, like, like literally, like God asked us yeah. to do like one thing, stay in the house with our, with our internet, (laughs) stay in house with your Wi-Fi and your Netflix and your food being delivered delivered. to your door. Yeah. Yes. Being delivered by Instacart. I love Instacart. I was, I was Instacarter before COVID. So I was just like, oh yeah, I've been up on that y'all. Um, and so, but people, you know, and I was like, and Jesus gave like his entire life for us. And all you're being asked to do is this one thing, like to stay in a nice house with luxuries and people just, and I was just like, you can't do that. Like I was so very baffled about that, you know, but then I had to, I had to remind, I had to remind myself that it is those things. Like you said, it's people not wanting to spend the time, like to having to recognize that, like they need to fix something in themselves or they need to have discussions that they don't want to have. And so, um, I had to stop. I was like, okay, don't judge, don't girl, don't be judging. Stop. Don't be judging. Right. (laughs) Right. Because I don't think it's like what you said with your job, for me, COVID forced me to reprioritize. I, I mm-hmm. There was a very distinct line in the sand for me of this is what mm-hmm. matters and this is what doesn't. This is what we're leaving behind and this is what we're going to cultivate. Mm-hmm. And, and mm-hmm. I learned for me, there was no reason behind routine. And I'm not saying, like you said, you should have a healthy schedule of exercising, eating well. Mm-hmm. Those are valuable things. But the routine for the sake of routine, I never found reason. Mm-hmm. The only the only thing to me that holds reason now is recalling God's goodness and how I can actively mm-hmm. give that each day. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. what matters. And, and for me, 
it took COVID. It took everybody mm-hmm. being scared and worried mm-hmm. and frustrated for me to finally slow down mm-hmm. and have all the quiet space, have nowhere to go to cultivate that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And I feel like, you know, you had to, for me, for me, it's like, I just feel like if you have come around, obviously now it seems like we're getting to a place where maybe we are getting to the endemic stage. Um, but it's like, as you look back on the last two years, um, are you going to say that I'm a different person than I was on March when I came home that, you know, whatever day yeah. when you were told to stay in the house. 13th. Um, I'll never forget it. It was the 13th. Okay. Now, it, was the 13th <laughs> it was the 13th for us too. I know different, some people didn't quite come home to work from home at that point, right. but like the March 13th was the first, it was a Friday. It was the oh. first day that they, you know, I was like, okay, that was me at home for the, for like, for the foreseeable future. And, you know, even people who were like, well, I'll see you in two weeks. And I was the, in my, but in my heart, like I knew I was like, Mm-mm, this is not going to be a two week thing because right. one thing for me is because like the year, the year before in 2019, remember how much rain we got in Atlanta in yes, December? I do. Yes, I do. And I remember telling a coworker because he was just like, what? I was like, yeah, like it's been raining like every other day. And I said, yes. it's, I said, it's God's tears. He's crying. I was like, he's mm-hmm. so unhappy with us. Like I said, it's his tears. And, you know, he like sort of like chuckled. Like I was, I was like, no, like I really believe yeah. that he is sad at the state of our world right now. Right. And, um, and then I just remember that. And I said that, and then we got to, you know, March and it was just sort of like, told you he was crying. <laughs> I was like, I, I tried to tell y'all. <laughs> right. <laughs> Love that. So, um, tell me what you hope those out there who read your book will take from it? Oh, I think one of the biggest things for me, one of my favorite chapters that that I wrote was the, the first time I was very vulnerable in my prayer life. I always thought there was a certain way you were supposed to say things, Mm -hmm. bow your head, close your eyes. And, and my prayer life was very stagnant. It was very ritualistic. It was very religious. It was not heartfelt. Mm -hmm. It was not Mm -hmm. honest. And it was while my husband was gone and I was just, I was so angry. Anger was the emotion I was feeling. And I I was stomping up and down the hall like a child, just angry. And I finally, I I had the, the probably sinful audacity to shake my fist at God. I mean, I I just threw my hands up and Mm -hmm. I remember thinking and then praying, God, what in the H-E-L-L are you doing? Mm. It was, and, and I stopped and I thought, I just cussed in a prayer. Like, do I have to go and ask forgiveness for a prayer? Like I didn't, mm-hmm. you know, this is complicated. <laughs> Oops. But, but what I felt instantly was I finally felt God say, no, now we're talking. This is it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have never once demanded perfection from you. I have demanded you. And this is mm-hmm. you. You are messy. You are vulnerable. Mm-hmm. You are angry. You are sinful. And I want every bit of that. That is what I can use. This is where we are. Mm -hmm. And, and that was the turning point for me. It didn't make my husband come home. It didn't make OCD go away. It did not. I did not change overnight, Mm -hmm. but my prayer life became real. And I I like it. I think, thank you. I think the second, you know, I I definitely am not condoning cussing and prayers. I do not 
you know, that would not be on my list of things you should do over here. But, but the second that I realized the God of the galaxies, I can access with something as simple as, Hey, I don't know what you're doing and I don't like it. And I'm not, not okay, but Hey, I'm here. Hey, Mm -hmm. can you fix me? Hey, I'm frustrated. Hey, I'm angry. Yes. The second that you realize you can go Mm -hmm. to God that easily and he Mm -hmm. is that accessible, your, your life changes. Mm -hmm. There, there is a peace and there is a, a rhythm to receiving grace and giving grace that I don't Mm -hmm. think you can access if you don't understand how easy it is to access God's goodness. Yes, I agree. I agree. And you're right. I mean, when, when, and I think there's, you know, something to some, like the way you're brought up and raised, you know, right. you think you have to pray, you have to approach this way. And, and like you said, you don't know. Cause I mean, for me, I'm like throughout the day, I'm just like, Oh Lord. Okay. So let me <laughs> right. tell you, right. I'm like, God, so let me tell you, you know, just, you saw what just happened. Let me just tell you. Right. Or like, even like, I joke with my mom a lot when I might think something, you know, and I'm going to say something about something. I'm like, mm, well, such and such. I said, well, I just said it, mama, because God already knows that I thought it. I mean, so I may as well you say it. Kidding. And then, and then, <laughs> and then I like to, t- I'm like, well, I mean, you gave me this personality. You knew I was going to be funny. So <laughs> Right. I, I was saying, I was like, I was saying what? it because it was funny. It was like a joke. <laughs> but, but, that, but that's so beautiful because that's what you do with your best friend. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. what you you do with, for me, my mom is one of my best friends. That's what I do with my mom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I call her because I trust her with the good, the bad, and the ugly. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. trust that she'll never, never turn away Peyton because Peyton's Peyton. She's yeah. just there. And I think there's a reason that God is called our father. I, mm-hmm. I, I don't think that term is, is used lightly or, or yeah. used by accident. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. I love that. All right. Tell us about the study guide, the companion study piece for your, your book. Sure. So I, it's funny. I'm not a big Bible study person. I, Mm -hmm. I typically think, I think a lot of times some of them are well-intended, but shallow. Mm -hmm. I I don't really like read one scripture, gloss Mm -hmm. through one short story of somebody and then check the box. God, I'll see you tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So, but, but I think Bible studies are so crucial. So I wanted to do one and I wanted to do one well, mm-hmm. and I had enough people ask me to create one that I thought, okay, maybe this is something I should do. And so what I did was I created a six week study and I took it from the six chapters that everyone talked about most. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I, I noticed what people tended to relate to and because it's a memoir and it's my story and, and it's not it shares different bits and pieces of the same story over and over. It's not, you have to go chapter by chapter or you'll miss something. It's not Mm -hmm. fiction in that sense. So I took those six chapters and I provided what, what I call a prayer closet hours. So snippets of things to do. Mm -hmm. No, this is you working one-on-one. We -hmm. love our small group, but when you get home, you still have work to do. Mm-hmm. Go. So I talk about prayer closets and what that looks like for people mm-hmm. getting one-on-one with God. These are the real raw things you should be talking about one-on-one with God mm-hmm. in your group. Here's what you should be honest about. And then find somebody in that group and say, no, hold me accountable. Hey, mm-hmm. you text me on Tuesday and ask me X, Y, and Z. And so I have those snippets at the end mixed with extra stories that inspired these chapters. So awesome. it's just fresh insight, new insight, mm-hmm. and just 
some really healthy accountability, both between you and other believers, and then you to God as well. Mm. And so it has video content that is stellar. I had had a wonderful, wonderful, talented guy create uh, videos. So there's intro videos too. If people are are super auditory and visual learners, Mm -hmm. there's something there for them too. Awesome. I love that. Okay. So tell everyone where they can purchase. Sure. So my website, PeytonGarland.me, you can get a signed copy there, but if you want to get one very quickly, Amazon is going to be your best bet. Mm-hmm. Um, but meanwhile, I, I don't have an official day yet, but book number two is coming out ah, soon, tired, awesome. hungry, and kind of faithful where exhaustion and exile meet God. So we will have another one on the way, but for now, everything that's out and available, Amazon's going to be your quickest go. Awesome. Awesome. And I love that next title. So thank you so much. You'll have to come back and talk to us. I would um, love it for sure. Thank you. Fantastic. All right. So Let's go into our last segment because girl, we were talking, we were, I can be talking, I can talk to you like forever, obviously as you can see. Um, So I do three things. We're going to do three things with Peyton. I'm going to ask you three random questions. Not so random, but um, one, how do you start your day? Oh, I start my day by awaking to Daisy's butt. So she's gotten to where she sits her butt right on my pillow. And that's her way of saying, Hey mom, I have to go potty. So that's the funny part. So honestly, I start my day with my dogs. I, mm-hmm. I get them out. But but what's beautiful is, is it's not just about them anymore. I found that the sunrise is very, mm-hmm. very calming. And so mm-hmm. I go out and walk my dogs. And that is my first breath of today's a new day. Mm-hmm. I, I intentionally find the sunlight and I say, okay, God, this is beautiful. You are beautiful. You are good. Let's mm-hmm. see what goodness is going to happen today. So outside furry chaos in the house, once I get everyone leashed up and we're outdoors, that's what I do. Honestly, it, it sounds kind of funny. I look for the sunrise. That's how I, I start my it. day. Awesome. Um, what do you do when you have a day off? <laughs> I, I am such a, a worker. I almost feel like I'm wrong if I'm not being productive. <laughs> but I have found that's not healthy. So what, so, so what I do is, so I have an Etsy page, it's called hopeful hunt. And I, I resell vintage items and I also hand make polymer clay earrings and I sell them there too. So that, that's my fun. So it's still work, Mm -hmm. but it's so creative. It's It's so fun fun. Mm -hmm. making jewelry, going to vintage stores, shopping Mm -hmm. at antique places. That's my fun. Love it. Love it. And last, how do you end the day? I typically end the day. I I really, again, it's productivity tries to follow me everywhere. Mm -hmm. I I love when I wake up in the morning and my house is clean. Mm -hmm. It's something with my brain. It just likes it. I I start my day more calm. And at the same time, I find calmness and I wind down at night by straightening up the living room, Mm -hmm. refolding blankets, putting dog toys away, wiping Mm -hmm. down the kitchen counter. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's nothing big. Uh-huh. But it feeds that productivity that in the morning is going to let me wake up feeling way less stressed. Mm-hmm. So that's mm-hmm. been a really, really healthy rhythm for me. I, my, I'm kind of like you, my, my prayer time with God is all throughout the day. It's not mm-hmm. very just labeled here or here. It's very mm-hmm. flowy. Mm-hmm. Um, so in the morning and at night, I just, I try to find opportunities to have very honest, open conversations with him, even while I'm sweeping and folding up blankets. <laughs> I know. Well, when you said that, I thought about last night. I was I gone upstairs and I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I'm gonna 
I'm going to go read a little bit and watch, you know, then watch a little TV. But then I went like in the back room because Max has a room. So I went in his room and I was like, <laughs> oh, I'm just, this is straighten up Max's room and clean mm-hmm. up the closet in here. And my husband was like, it's 11 o'clock. What are you doing? And I was like, just clean it up. <laughs> no, it, no, exactly. It does something for my, it gives me endorphins. It's like, yes, girl. Yes. Yeah. You're doing the things. So I get my adult sticker for the day. I feel like, yes, you were an adult today. You're good. (laughs) We've adulted. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Peyton, thank you so much for joining me. This was such a great conversation. I had such a good time talking to you today. Thank you. I had a blast. Awesome. Awesome. Well, stay tuned, everyone. I'll be right back. Welcome back to the Glow Up Girl podcast. I'm Kyra. Thanks again to Peyton for a great conversation today. Um, Really, really enjoyed that. Um, If you would like to learn more about Peyton and her work, you can visit her website at PeytonGarland.com. You can also purchase her book on Amazon and her website. You can check show notes as you'll find these links there as well. All right, before I go, if you'd like to follow Glow Up Girl, we are on Instagram at Glow Up Girl. We are on Facebook at Glow Up Girl ATL and also LinkedIn at Glow Up Girl. If you'd like to watch our episode today, visit our YouTube channel, subscribe. We are also at Glow Up Girl there. And if you're listening on Apple, please be sure to leave us a review. We'd love to know what you think. As always, before I go, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to pop in and listen. And I'd like to also leave you with a little inspiration. Today's quote comes from Janet Fitch. Loneliness allows your soul room to grow. Until next time, stay focused, fab, and glow up. Take care, everyone.